ready for the interview And if you get a cue live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo, let's have a combo. Say what you feel, be real That's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD, hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals All right, all right we got Cindy and David here, uh, months in the making. <laughs> and you know what's amazing is, I think you guys reached out to me and you had listened to a couple that was on with me a while yeah. back. Yeah, the Masons, they were fun I remember. to talk yeah. to. Yeah, that was pretty cool. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. We're great, weathering, weathering the crazy weather in oh, uh, the Detroit area here. So it's been terrible. It's like the whole country, I feel like. It's, it's like, I'm pretty sure Toto just, you know, it's like flying by. Yeah. It's been I mean, there's, bad. There's trees in our yard, our limbs every yep. three days. Wow. That's incredible. Wow. I think all the rain in the Southwest came to us basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're not, are you getting any smoke or anything like that around your area? Um, it was coming down from Canada actually mm. for a little while. We had a haze. Yeah. So that was an interesting thing because I noticed the haze. Uh, for a couple of days, and that's my colleague yeah. said that's that's going down from Canada, actually. Kind of everywhere. It's my, I know. It's funny, like we booked this a while ago. None of this was happening. No, exactly. And, uh, in the span of a couple of months, life changes yeah. pretty dramatically. You know? Yeah, we it, we we yeah. uh we sold our second home because of the markets, and now you know we've been looking for a second home, uh, maybe like between January and April, somewhere in there, and that yeah. we keep coming to the conclusion that. We might find something closer to where we are we are now because we don't want to go anywhere coastal because all the national you know the disasters that yeah, um yeah. you know we were just in tennessee last week looking around there and we're just we, i don't know five or ten years we don't want to be in that spot yeah michigan's the superpower anyway so we're you're just all <laughs> coming here for water and resources so we figure we may just have the corner you know, the corner lot and sell water at some point yeah we'll yeah. let you in darian okay okay <laughs> yeah. dr, dr. <laughs> I'll take yeah. it. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Well, listen, you guys have uh, a pretty amazing story, it seems like, and you're very transparent. So uh, I would love to just understand how you guys met each other. We'll just take it from there, you know? David? <laughs> go ahead. You can kick it off. You, you, you love this thing. So go ahead. Wow. It's a, it's, wow. It's a long story when I tell it. That's why I always say David. Um, but it's a, I think it's an endearing story, uh, just the same. We basically met on a uh, date, not a date. We were, I was with my best girlfriend. Mm -hmm. He was alone coming to meet a mutual friend for dinner one night. Um, I didn't want to go. And as the story goes, he didn't want to go. Um, I had about an hour on the docket. I did not like what I was wearing. I had a shirt I couldn't afford. Um, I, and, uh, you know, long story short, by the end of the evening on a very disgruntled um, way of getting out of the house, uh, we closed the bar with our friend. Um, and, you know, I should just preface it by saying I was divorced, yeah. single, alone, raising two kids and two weeks prior had literally, I mean, I can say literally, put my hands up and said, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, gods, I do not need a man. I got my dog. My two kids are good. We're rebuilding our life. Yeah. Um, we're solid. And uh, two weeks later, 
um, I, 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 as luck would have it, I sat next to David at the dinner table. And by the end of the night, we were um, very nerdy in our investment um, styles as he found out I was in the stock market. Um, he said he wrote a book uh, on personal finance and we were creating a virtual stock portfolio for each other to meet 365 days later to see who's did better. So I'm like, this is that really was that, that was just a way to get a, a, a date. Yeah. yeah. I think and, you had your hand on my knee by the end of the night, which, you know, like, okay, whatever. Um, but, <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> I went with that. It's about stocks. That's right. <laughs> Ugly shirt, cute face. I'm good. Um, <laughs> I, I tell you, my hair was a lot darker back then. Yeah. As opposed to today. Yeah. Oh, good, goodness. And I looked at him and he had this like old 80s coat on, you know, to the floor, like, I don't know if you know the movie Say Anything, but like we yes, call it the, the Roy Dobler coat. Um, John Cusack and, action there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Lloyd Dobler. Needed... It's Lloyd. Don't get it wrong. Oh, Come on, Cindy. I know. <laughs> Lloyd, Roy, whatever. It's an, um, actual, it's an actual Jones, New York coat. Okay. And, and I'm five foot six, maybe, and it doesn't hit the floor. It's the only thing it never needed to be altered that I ever bought. Oh, wow. And um, has the shoulder pads and it's still in my closet. I mean, I'm never getting rid of that thing. Oh, my never, gosh. Huh? <laughs> well, I still I still have the ugly shirt that I wore that night. But I think one of the funniest things I remember turning around at the bar stool, and I've never done this in my life, but he said, I'm David. And I remember I spit in my hand and I'm like, I'm Cindy. <laughs> and uh I mean, if I would were him, I'd be running. But um anyway, the <laughs> next the next morning after my proclamation of I don't need a man, um, I kind of sleepy-eyed woke up and thought, okay. You know, he's a he's a pretty cool guy, but I don't know that I can wait 365 days to mm -hmm. to meet him again. So he said he had a Costco card. I'd tell this story probably too many <laughs> times, but I'm a broke single woman at the time thinking um, bulk goods, toilet paper, paper towels. Um, so we met at Costco a, a week later for our first date. Um, and that was it. The rest was history. We <laughs> became pretty inseparable from that point. Wow. Well, that's but, what, that's what two, um, so I had custody of my son, which yeah. is, yeah, was like the only guy in the County actually. And so, um, that was obviously rare. And so meeting for the first time at Costco is what two single parents do that have custody of their children. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That's how we crept out for like an hour. That's how we first yeah. went out and just walked around and make sure that the reality check was still there. Well, versus, you know, a coffee date, we had a Costco date and I figured, yeah. you know, and any guy who had an executive membership and was raising his own <laughs> child and wrote a book on personal finance um, was going to be better than what I had left uh, a few years prior. So definitely willing to maybe reel in that, that statement that I made to uh, just check it out with David. So actually, yeah. actually during the, 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 the Costco date probably cost me more than an actual dinner. Yeah, I would <laughs> probably. probably. Yeah. <laughs> David, where were you at at this time? Your mindset about dating? Uh, same thing. Um, I, I have a pre I, I gained an appreciation for women, women went through as a guy. Cause so I knew all women, I understand <laughs> at the school and everything we did. I'm like, okay, I'm beat. And so I did, I date. Yeah, but I hated it. It sucked. I didn't mm -hmm. really have anything too significant. And then when I'd have time to go do things, I was just a lot, some weekends I would just sleep just very tired and didn't want to yeah. do anything and watch movies and football and crash and order out. And that's what you, you know, you, you came to after a while. And sometimes when you get in a stretch for a while, you just get seriously tired. And, um, yeah. um, 
So basically that night, um, I didn't want to go out as much as I used to say, I have these things I can go do with people, but I need, you know, as I need more socialization, um, mm -hmm. because it's healthy and I just would blow so many things off. And this one, I just simply didn't blow off because it was a friend of mine going back to Australia that, um, Fr you know, a mutual friend of ours. Right. Yeah. And, um, so I'm like, well, I need to go to this and it, otherwise I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today. Yeah. Wow. What were your impressions of Cindy? Um, well, spinning in her hand to shake it, almost <laughs> like, I, I felt like, are you, are you going on stage tonight? Are you comedian? I have no or, idea. Do you know no. Henny Youngman? Take my wife, please. <laughs> please right? Um, I'm, for the record, I've never done that in my entire life. Yeah. I have no idea where that even, it was just this weird thing that I've never done. And so I'm not sure why. Um, Cindy's very um, gregarious and, um, and messy and clumsy <laughs> and, um, and fun. No. And so she... <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> Okay, well, you can take one of those out, but I'm not sure which one. <laughs> but so okay. that's her personality. So, you know, you're getting your at her best at the bar because you're like, well, I'm just letting this go, memo some drinks. And so once that first hour goes, I'm like, I'm here. And so um, she was a lot of fun. That, the best part is Cindy is like, um, she gives 112% to everything. Yeah. And so good and bad. And so you're getting True. the good side of her when she's really good. Like when we always meet in the middle and we get where we need to be in life when we're out doing our things, that's why we succeed. But that's what I like about her is, is to the end game when you're out working hard to do everything. So when you have your time together, so the first time together was that's, I'm seeing her at a, at a mode where she's in a really bad spot in life. And I wouldn't have known it based on the way she was doing, you know? And I think when you're attracted to somebody, you're just, a, you're just attracted to somebody. And yeah, so yeah. the conversation was good. And then um, I didn't think on anything other than, uh, you know, when you're having a good time in the moment somewhere, you should do that because life's very short and they don't, it doesn't happen all the time. And so I'm like, all right, th this chick's cool. And, um, um, I waited for her to come to me, yeah, which yeah. took about 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's, here's this, here's the story. So I'm like, how, what I, I need to talk to him. Um, and our mutual friend's wife was an artist. And she had given David a giant painting before mm -hmm. she departed to Australia. And it was a flower and she named it the orgasm. Just oh. this big. So I'm like, oh, you have, you have Wendy's painting. I, I know which one you're talking about. Can you send me a picture of it? At least so <laughs> I can have a picture of it. So the next morning, no, the next afternoon, we probably over quite overserved ourselves and that uh, time together, but yeah. um, I texted him and I said, it was so great to meet you. Thank you so much for the orgasm. <laughs> 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 it is, I mean, again, I'm doing things way out of my norm. I don't do that. I uh. just don't. I was never on a dating site. Yeah. I, you know, um, I didn't seek out people. I, I organically date, if, if at all, dated. Um, I let, allowed myself to heal as much as I could during that time. So I didn't even want to get involved. But anyway, that was my statement. And he wrote back, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> and that no, was that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the first time I have actually had a woman achieve that without doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Right? Amazing. He's, He's like a super, magical power. <laughs> super powers. Super Dave. He's super Dave. He's super Dave. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm admitting this on live your live talk radio here why not it's fine it's, it's fun <laughs> it, 
It is the story. I you can't no take clue. it back. If you listen to my podcast, cast people have said way worse things. Believe yeah, me, it's, right. it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. I talk to everybody and that's, you know, you learn something from everybody. And that's right. Apparently that's Dave right. has superpowers that uh, he needs to yeah. share with the world. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Give you a few tips after the show. Okay. That's, that that's rough here. Yeah. That's, that's, so that's how that goes. That's a little bit of it. I mean, I was like, David said, I was in a very bad spot um, yeah. personally and emotionally and, and financially. So I literally at the moment that I bought the shirt I was wearing for $60 at Anthropologies that I could not afford I had a, a negative $1,200 balance in my bank account and, you know, $3,000 left in my 401k. I had lost everything. I was bankrupt yeah. and um, homeless at one point shortly before that time and um, really rebuilding my life from a, a very tragic prior 16 years. So um, he said he wrote a book on personal finance. And of course, I Googled him just to see if he was a serial killer or, what, you know, <laughs> who he said he was. Um, and he came up in about 16 different languages, writing a book yeah. on personal finance. So I knew he, he was either going to just like me for who I was, or he was going to run for the hells, but yeah. I, I was going to have to face the music at that point. And I'm yeah. in finance. So. Right. How did things progress? You guys met, you kind of got swept up and how did this start moving forward? Oh my God. We moved in six months later. Mm. I mean, literally like we're like kids. We're going to be completely irrational and blend our family. And yeah. I mean, it was like a magical just joining of the forces. I it's, it's sort of unexplainable. I don't think it happens for everybody the way it happened yeah. for us. I well, don't I was like, I go see abused one bankrupt two. um, see emotionally hmm, three. Uh, you know what? She's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Dream woman. Dream <laughs> woman. Oh my God. Yeah. When I, what I did, I wouldn't advise per se. I just knew what I saw in front of me. And so I'm like, all right, I'm just, you know, I'm one of those people. Who, again, I said it like there's life only has so many, like a truly handful of experiences that, you know, that mean something. And so I didn't think about any of those things. I just knew that was true. Yep, and, yep. um, you know, we, uh, we did move along very fast. I wouldn't necessarily advise it to most yeah. people, but we being a little older and being divorced once and through some things, um, you do can cut, you can cut corners. And so you don't have to go through the minutia of this and that, or you've had experience. So it does allow you to maybe get to other places a little quicker in your relationship in terms of understanding and what you'd like to do. Um, we did ask the kids. I mean, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm no. being facetious, but, but they were, they were okay with it. If they yeah. said no, one of them was all it would have taken. Yeah. We have yeah. Talked. We were fully prepared for that yeah. fully. I mean, and that, that's the thing. Our, our kids, it was, um, it's a weird dynamic in a great way because it was like, you know, my kids and I had come from trauma and tragedy and things that, um, you know, David and and my stepson didn't have. They had their own set of stuff. Yeah. But um, it was like they were just this. I think David said to Chase, like, I think we just need to be there for them. And Chase yeah. swept in and, you know, was they were all best friends. Our my, they move in together. They moved in after college and they wanted, I mean, they're, they talk and they collaborate and they all work for us. And it is kind of an amazing success story of a blended family that had no, uh, there was just, they, every child became equal instant with each other, with us. Just, it was whole, it was weird. I, I it's yeah. unexplainable. Yeah. I, I like Dave, David's thing about, I'm, you know, about kind of like just 
you only have so many moments and things like yeah. that. And I, I, I'm totally like that. Very similar feeling with that. I mean, I met my wife and in three months we were engaged after three Isn't months. Isn't that amazing? I yeah. Married after wow. a year. Yeah. And I've been married 17 years. It's been That's awesome. That's amazing. And, you know, That's but so I wasn't going to question it though. Like, you, you know, yeah. I was like, hey, you know what, if I think this too much, it's going to mess with me. You know, it's right. like, there are, and I, I applaud you for that moment, recognizing you're in that moment, like, hey, this is something that this happens very few times in life. I got to go with that. I mean, I feel like that probably has helped you guys in probably many ways in your life. You know? Yeah. And, and we're very different people. I mean, he's very logical and calculated. Mm -hmm. I'm very impulsive. And, you know, I, I sometimes act before I think. And he's so the, the combination, which I thought really wasn't what what frightened me is I know I know I'm an emotional person. I know mm -hmm. I had healed from when I was I was still healing, but I had felt like I was in a good spot to be able to allow somebody in. But even three months in, I I I said to him, like, um, I can't do this because I'm so different from you. It scares me that you're I'm up here and you're just even keel. Um, and I just don't want it. I don't want to ruin this. <laughs> like what I, yeah. what we have, it feels so amazing that it scares me that I'm going to ruin it by we're by us being so different. And, and as luck would have it, the beautiful thing about it is it doesn't, we're, we're not perfect and we fight and we have our moments, mm -hmm. uh, but we always, always come back to center. And there's never a time we think, God, what did we do? Never 10 years later, yeah. um, the success of our family makes us so proud. And believe me, I didn't, I didn't have that. I didn't even know. I thought I didn't need a man. I just needed the right man. So <laughs> that was the beauty of it for me. Yeah, that, make, that makes total sense. I mean, it's families are difficult and navigating that. And it makes me think of when things are going well, but what, what didn't go well? What were some of the early challenges in your marriage that you faced? I don't think we had any major problems. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I think even to this day, I don't think Cindy will ever be fully healed. And this is not about Cindy, yeah. but it's more about Cindy. And we know that, I mean, I didn't have that kind of a background and mm -hmm. I, again, I, everybody has hangups. I am not a perfect individual. Um, but I think that, um, I, what I had to do is learn over time to understand that maybe she might be over emotional about this thing that I think is trivial. Yeah. Which made me even look more about people in life as I've gotten older now that what one's person reality can seem like a small thing can be a big deal to them. And again, you have to get over things in life because if you don't, you're going to fail and get run over. Yeah. But with that being said, you know, when something comes up and she feels a certain way about a certain thing, even to this day, sometimes I have to recognize that those are things that are trigger points for her and just to shut up, to be honest. And if she wants an opinion, then I give it. And a lot of times women don't want your opinion. They just want you to listen or they want you to say nothing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's scary. That's, I mean, that's true. Super Dave has learned just like me. <laughs> uh, well, Super, Super Dave, you know, yeah. he stops flying for a minute and ends up hitting the pavement, you know? Yeah. Um, we, you know, we constantly screw up men do that. Oh, yeah. Or the other side of the partnership screw up and right. still say stupid things. Um, I think that's the number one thing, though. I, um, I, we Which was in, in the beginning, I said, like, I'm emotional. I'm very mm -hmm. aware of who I am and, and what drives me. And I'm, I'm an overachiever and I don't stop, you know? So he's, uh, 
but I, I think it balances out. I mean, I think, you know, in the beginning, some of the kids things, even though we all came in at a loving level playing field, there was, you know, I mean, I don't think that there was ever jealousy or anything between our, I mean, not at all, but then, you know, you have the moment of like, oh, well, it's your child or my child, but yeah. we didn't, we didn't do that to a degree that it ever created a, never a problem. I mean, never. We we worked it out and we talked it out anytime that that felt like that could eke into the relationship. Yeah. When, those that, when those kind of things happen, it's not really the comparison or even things that are being bothered with you. What I'm trying to say is that when people react a certain way, it's something that is personal to them. It's individual and they carry it out towards somebody else. Yeah. When they don't even mean to do that, but that's their protective zone, their force field that they use to stay up in the conversation or feel confident or feel like they need to protect their domain. When really underneath it all, it's just an individual flaw of that person or someone's hurt. And so, um, and what, the more you recognize that when those things happen, it makes uh, a much better uh, general outcome in your relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, make, it makes perfect sense for that. It's, it's interesting also you're saying you didn't recommend that people do things like the timeline you guys did. What's your thoughts on that? I'd like to expand on that a little bit further because obviously you went with it, but what's the reservation for other people in your mind? You have well, to I, really- I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, oh. let's ar- no, let's argue. No, no. Yeah, let's get no, into honey, an you argument. Go you go ahead. No, you go, you go. Um, I will just say this. For me and anybody that would be in my situation, my family was really- afraid because I, I was in some, you know, uh, prior relationships and, and obviously the father of my children um, was extremely abused. So we suffered a lot of abuse, financial abuse and domestic abuse, very violent, yeah. 16 years on and off. So coming out of that, I think my family was afraid that this was happening so fast. They just didn't know. They didn't know David. They didn't know yeah his background, his family. Oh, wait, what? You're, you're steeped into this quick relationship. Wait, you're talking about moving in. And my, my parents, the only thing they said is, you know, we need to meet him and please, please don't rush to marriage until, you know, please wait at least a sufficient amount of time. Um, I felt like I was, you know, 20 again with my boyfriend coming <laughs> like, please just live together, please. First. Um, <laughs> Um, but, you know, I get it. I mean, I had a whole slew of people that were like side-eyeing David for a very long time, not yeah. understanding what I saw in him because he was very, you know, he was a little aloof in the beginning. He wasn't mm. very open. He had to learn also how to be in a relationship, I think. So we were navigating that. So, okay. So that back to the the question is, I think as long as you're, you've got your head on straight, that would be my thing. My head, my help, my head felt like I was on straight. So for any recommendation yeah. of a person rushing into it, I would say, if you're super young, take your time and yeah. learn because life changes. You change your, everything about you changes as you grow up. I see so many people and I have examples today of people that I know would already be talking about divorce because they married in their very early twenties. And it's just, it's not the same as it used to be. Most definitely. Dave, you had some comments. I've, yep. I, I thought. Sorry, Han. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's bullguarding the mic again. I usually do. Uh, no, it's all good. I mean, <laughs> just, we always use that joke. Um, yeah. 
you know what we tell our kids is just opinion wise, for example, we say, listen, this is not a uh, thing you have to stick to, but we're like, don't get married to a 30. Yeah. And the reason is, is like, like Cindy just said, you change so much and uh, go on explore life. Number one, number two, define what you want to do in life, whether it's a career or a, you know, an entrepreneurial career, um, get your money straight is, you know, we have our podcast, we bring yeah. a lot of this in here. And so they've learned from the things that we talk about, um, where you want to make sure you're financially set up, um, you know, where you want to live or, you know, what the things you like and like, go understand and learn who you are. So when you get to that age, um, you're not going to know that usually until you're at least in your late twenties and, and for sure. beyond for sure. And they, yeah, and it keeps going. So as a, a model ahead of time, before we got to our age in life, when we met was, um, go figure that stuff out because what happens is you get tied down with these other things before you do learn about yourself. Then you got to go recover because it takes you at least two years to go figure out who you are again or who, what you really like or may, what you may want to do once you get divorced or break up from somebody yeah. significant. And you really just need to make sure, like, if you have doubts in your mind, you know what those are. And if you're not listening to them, then you're actually hurting yourself by getting involved in things further than what you need to do. And sometimes you got to realize, you know what? It sucks, but you need to be lonely until you get those things figured out. Because ultimately, human beings, are com they're companionship creatures. Yes. That's what we are. So you, ha you may have to suck it up a little bit until you get right. And most people don't have that willpower. And that's why they jump into things that they shouldn't. And they ultimately fail again. Because in fact, the divorce rate's about half or 50%. And then it gets worse every time you get married again. Really? I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the third, I, I, don't quote me on the stat, but the third time you get married, it's about a 65% chance. Wow, man. Jeez, it just keeps climbing up in the percentage, it seems like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wow. I mean, what do you, what are your, what is your take, both of you on relationships in current age? You know, like now people are heavily using dating apps or they, they have trouble communicating with each other. And you're based off of your relationship, how you've guys gotten together, your observations, what would be your advice based for current people today? And you have kids, obviously you could talk about it, but what's the landscape that you're seeing and some advice? I think what happens is that the, the phone is a computer now. Yes. So that's, and I, listen, I use it for my job all the time. I mean, it's mm -hmm. a big tool in my life It's probably yours and Cindy's. Same and here. Me, but, yeah. Okay. So it's so convenient to use all these things. Um, so you text more, so you don't communicate as well. You don't write as much. You're not even teaching cursive in grade yeah. school anymore. Yeah. Right. So I think the language barrier goes out. Um, you know, we used to run out as kids and had to find things to do. Mm -hmm. So you communicated and you were hand hands on and then used your brain in other ways. And now it's like, everything's right in front of you and people can, you know, they're like, I give myself a TikTok limit every day, you know, as an example. Yeah. Um, so I think that, um, that causes a big problem to be honest. So anytime we, we, you know, what we say is if you can have communication with somebody in other ways. Uh, than being on that phone. And I, you can use it, but yeah. get away from that. At some point, you just need to go out and actually go learn to talk to somebody. And you just, it's, and you should, if you're going to meet somebody and you look through them like we look now, don't get all dolled up with a bunch of makeup. Like a woman, for example, <laughs> or a guy into the nines. Yeah. Like, look like you look. Because when you get in person, <laughs> when you meet somebody, it's usually not what it looks like. That's so, a good point. It's never how it looks. <laughs> I and didn't want to get up to the next apps. day and realize like you spent time with somebody or, you know, you're lying next to them in the bed for the first time, realizing I don't like what I see. And that's <laughs> a further thing. <laughs> that's a further kind of a thing, but you know, 
<laughs> when you I roll agree over, with like, that. Whoa. I agree with that. It's like, it's oh, it's like true. false advertisement yeah, or something. It is like, false. <laughs> yeah, because that, there's people who are, we know true. that are really photogenic and we're like, oh my gosh, we know when they run into somebody that I think they're going to be a little surprised. And it's not the yeah. knock on the person. It's like that person doesn't look like that. So yeah. um, I think you just, yeah, kids can still be grounded today as they grow up. They still can have a lot of, of that that maybe we would have been enforced to do when we were younger at our ages and still have some of that instilled. But the less you have of that makes them much less functional. And I think they're going to have a harder road, um, not just even dating, but careers and um, yeah. being having drive and forthright to get things done and to even simple tasks. So they don't get trained as parents. So again, all that back to that convenience thing, mm. the more that they actually put their hands on and use their brain and thought about is important. So if you're going to go out and date somebody, try to actually go out and date somebody a little bit and then have fun with the, with the tools on your phone at the same time. You know, you have to have, a, you have to be hybrid now. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, and I, I think um, in addition to all of that, um, I would say just from the perspective of my experience dating David or meeting David, I didn't use dating apps. I just didn't have an interest, yeah. um, but being truly honest and forthright. And this is, you know, we talk about this all, all of the time and we've, We've done shows on this where at what point do you come clean or, you know, do you discuss what your money management mm. is or your habits or, hey, I'm 50 and I have a, you know, $200,000 student loan. Like these are all things that I think if you're navigating a dating world, um, not being honest is probably one of the worst things that you can yeah. do to approach a new relationship. And then, you know, just being, being upfront and having the same goals. I mean, I think I think that's for our success. I'll just speak from experiences. Um, we, when we came together, it was like we, we had all the same vision. We had a, a personal vision to do what we're doing together. We had a, a focal point for money and what we wanted to achieve there and how I was going to rebuild from being a victim of what I was in. Um, so, you know, just like documenting like, okay, if, if any of this doesn't match up, this could be a problem, especially if you're blending kids, yeah. you have to be on the same page on how you raise kids. You have to be on the same page of, yay, this, this is an equal partnership. And, you know, we, we both had our kids alone. Like I was raising my kids. I had nobody in the picture that voluntarily came to the age yeah. of me um, as in their father. So it was like, you're getting me and me and my kids only. There was going to be no, Hey, you get me. And then every other weekend, my kids are gone somewhere else. You get me in the package. Yeah. And my package can be a little troublesome perhaps because we've been through a lot. So right. I think that's a, a really uh, large part of blending at this age, um, specifically uh, making sure that you are on the page of that. Everybody's on the same page on all of those bullet points. Yeah. I was From say sports to money, to dinners, to how you want to spend your weekends to, do you have the mm -hmm. kids all the time? Fortunately no, we did. Yeah. And, um, you know, the longer you wait to meet somebody in life, you're, they're going to have more stories and more baggage. And you have to be yeah, yeah. patient with that and knowing that those things are going to exist. And it might get in the way of some of the things you want to do with, with each other. And you have to respect that and, you know, sit in the, you know, sit in the, um, in the bleachers for a few minutes. And then, um, if that makes sense, but that's, yeah. that, that's okay. Um, so that's kind of, I think how we think about it, I, you know, in our show, um, we, we try to bring these things in more and more so we can explain some of these things and we get feedback from people that they, it's pretty good feedback about what we try to explain in that and just always tell the story or tell how we think or how we did it. 
um, and listen to anybody else that has something that they can bring into the foray that's a real piece of information. Um, it's just too easy to go look in some sort of media outlet and just get caught yeah. up in the whirlwind of life that's not, for the most part, reality. And I hate to say it, um, as many I've, as all I've been doing is telling jokes, but on the whole, <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> right. I'm with you on that, for sure. Right. For sure. You know, while we wind down here, I would love to hear more about your show for the audience. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Uh, it's called Something on My Mind. Um, you know, we're we're a weekly show. We have a full podcast episode. And then every Thursday, we have like a two minute tip. It's uh, it's kind of a blend, but it's mainly personal finance. Um, we always cover a piece of finance in there based on the background because I, I wrote a book and I've been doing uh, budgeting and financial coaching for a number of years. And Cindy's um She's a COO of a high net wealth management firm. So we meet in the middle and then our kids all work for us. So they're producers and social media and technical and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what we like to do with the whole thing, our premise is that we say that we're fun. Um, finance with fun because money's boring um, yeah. unless you're making a lot of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in short, our show basically is, you know, every, every, you know, first five, 10 minutes, we just bullshit. It's in a round yeah. table. What happened yeah. this week? And everybody's involved and our producers now we went to video and built this new studio there. That's our staff. Our staff is behind David. So Lovely. yeah, they're over they're, there. They're little, shout out to the staff. <laughs> shout out to our go. Our, well, our, our, our uh, podcast studio has spirits in it. We're pretty sure. So yeah. um, our producer, Tara, actually, who's also an artist, created these sort of spiritual like beings of all of us so that's great that's I, was, her, I was looking at that too i was like man what's that behind david man yeah that's that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's in, right and there. our uh, mascot in the middle basically but like it um, like it. yeah uh, so in, in short um yes we do that we have a finance piece in the middle and then we try to find a story that's usually more of late trying to more of something that relates to the main story that's funny or just relates to it um like last week we talked about who should pay for college and then I found right before the show how Walmart's going to pay for college for all their, yeah. all their employees. So like, okay, this is a cool thing. So we try to um, keep it on the positive side, even in the money's primarily negative. Yeah. So we just try to have a fun with it and uh, just put a good message out. And again, we bake in things about um, our relationship and uh, life and the kids and that everybody speak freely. And uh, yeah. so, you know, we've been doing it for 15 months and we've had pretty good success without really trying yeah. And now we're just kind of, we kind of did it backwards. We built the whole studio yeah. and, and yeah, customized everything right. where people never get there yeah. on the whole. And we did, but we, we fortunately had the money to do it. And now we're just doing this to give back. And then yeah. I think we'll, you know, build it out and maybe try to do something in a couple of years where we uh, maybe hit the road and do some bigger things with the show yeah. and maybe try to monetize. But that's not our purpose. Our purpose is to help. I love that. I love that. You're definitely doing that. And every, And I'm so happy I met you guys. You guys seem like, really good people uh, met a lot you. of people doing this and uh i'm so glad you reached out and that you wanted to chat and you were inspired by one of my previous chats you know and, yeah we and, I, yeah. I remember specifically which one and and yeah. uh we you know we appreciate the time i mean again we're not doing this any for any other reason other than i've always learned that being transparent and an open mm -hmm. book allows other people to relate to you in ways that they might not otherwise have felt comfortable saying, you know, yeah, I was in that situation. I fell victim to that. I met somebody I irrationally moved in within yeah. six months and it worked, you know, so 
um, being an open book and relating it back to our own life has, I think, been truly successful personally for me for many, many years prior to even meeting David. I've coached and worked with a lot of people that appreciates that part of it. And like he said, we try to make it fun and we've had guests on as well that are entrepreneurs and yeah. you know, successful, successful business coaches and, and people like yourself that um, you know, we like to surround ourselves with people yeah. just like you because that makes us better. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah, we're we're very picky about who we bring on. And we just started our first guest next week in, in the last eight months. Um, just for the studio. But yeah, um, I just think that um you know, we were just at podcast movement last week. Oh, nice. And that uh, was our first one. And we wanted just to check it out. And, the, and I said to maybe a couple times, I like looked around. I think Cindy were there. And I said to this woman, I said, I think we're the only podcasters in here who aren't trying to make money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Of course, of course. We're, well, listen, we're personal yeah. finance. We have money, but we yeah, appreciate no, our I'm time I'm the same you. way. I have other yeah. businesses, things that I'm doing. This is purely just, I just enjoy talking to people. And if it helps other people, that's, that's right. the main thing. Isn't it nice though, Dr. D, that you don't have that as a motivator. You don't have to look in your rear view mirror worrying about that because most podcasts fail. That's right. Um, A high percentage of them fail because they don't know, they don't have the money or they think they're going to make money and they don't know why they're doing it. So this is great to, yes, we are very grateful to be on your show. We obviously have listened and we like your format and, um, you know, it's an honor to be on the show with such great guests. It really is. Thank you so much, guys. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure. Shout out to the staff. And we'll Woo-hoo, talk another yeah. time. <laughs> our little, our spirituals, our ghostly staff back there. Right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the rate and review section. Thanks, everyone.